You're listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson, the podcast that tells you what it really takes to build a business and the simple steps to get you there. I'm determined to share with you the reality of easy, simple business marketing tips to make passive income so that you can start making money online. Nicola J. Rowley PR is opening the doors to her results-proven PR Mastery membership from today until Sunday. If you're serious about raising your profile and visibility through the media, this membership helps connect you with real-time media opportunities that will help you be seen. Members have already been featured in publications including ITV's Tonight programme, BBC Breakfast, BBC One, The Metro, The Sun, The Telegraph, Grazia Red, to name just a few. To sign up, all you need to do is visit go.njrpr.com forward slash membership. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. Today we're talking about something that fascinates me. It's something I've been interested in for a while and something that we have added into our business and will definitely be adding more. And that's gamification. You might not know what that's all about, but we're going to get into it. So don't worry. And I'm here with the expert in gamification for business. And that's Kimba Cooper. Welcome to the show, Kimba. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. No worries. It's so interesting because me and Kimba were talking about gamification probably about two years ago now. And you've, you know, put the work in and slowly become the expert in the industry on this topic. What started this all off? Have you always been interested in gamification? Yeah, so I realised that this was a thing when my other half said to me, you only exercise when you turn it into a challenge. And I was like, what do you mean? And I thought about it and I was like, actually, yeah, I make everything into a game, make everything into a challenge in my business, in my personal life. And I remembered being in a marketing conference probably about 10 years previously and hearing this word gamification. And then I thought, wait a minute, this is a thing. I can <laughs> like turn this thing that I do anyway, naturally into a business. And it kind of went from there, I guess. Yeah. And you started, I mean, like you've had a, a colourful past. You were a hula hooping champion and, and I've seen a music video with you hula hooping in it. What happened there? So, yeah. So in my spare time, I'm, I guess you could call me a semi-professional hula hooper. So it's really hard to describe to people who, especially because I can't show you because you're yeah. it, What I do is more like dance hula hoop rather than circus hula hoop. So I got really into it when I was going through a bit of a bad breakup and I needed something for just me and um, I was teaching myself how to do hula hooping and I entered into a challenge and got sponsored by a company in America and I became what is now known as an influencer but it wasn't back then I was just a sponsored hooper and I used gamification though I didn't know it was called that at the time to outsell the other hoopers uh, the sponsored hoopers by 10 times so we used to play games basically hula hooping like training for any sport is really boring and it can be painful you hit yourself in the face quite a lot with a plastic hoop it's tedious you need something to motivate yourself so we play games and one of the games that we used to play is called stop drop and spin so what you do is you video yourself hooping for a little bit and you post it on instagram it used to be instagram i'm sure you could do it play it on any platform and then you tag two other people to two other people to stop drop and spin so they stop where they are they drop what they're doing and they spend their hope they record that and then they tag two more people so it's a tagging game but what I would do is I would use it to make sales so <laughs> I would batch up my hula hooping I would do all these uh, videos I would change my outfit I would change location I would change the hula hoop I was using and then I'd post into one of the huge Facebook communities there's um, one with over 20,000 hula hoopers in it what? and I, I, I know. know that was a thing <laughs> 
So this is the thing. Once you get into niches, niches are always much bigger than you think they are. So people are like, I don't want to niche down into X, Y, and Z because it's too niche. There's no such thing, okay? So I would post in there and I'd say, I'm going to play Stop, Drop, and Spin tonight. Who wants to play? And if you want to play, add me on Instagram and then I will tag you. So that's what I would do. I would, they would add me. My following would go up. I would tag two different people on every video. I might post, who knows, 20, 30, 30 videos that night and people would want to know what hula hoop I was using, what it was made out of, what size it was, and where I bought it, which is how I made sales. So I was accidentally gamifying when I didn't even know what it was, making sales, having fun, making friends, exercising, like all of these things, all just by playing a silly little game. That's brilliant. And then now it's turned into your business. So tell us, for for somebody that's never heard the word gamification before, how do you describe what it is? So it's one of those terms that if you read 20 books about gamification, they will all explain what it is differently. But how I describe it is if, if you've ever played a game of any sort. Now, most people, when they think of games, they think video games, but it could be a sport. It could be a board game. It could be tiddlywinks. Any of these games, they have things built into them inherently to make them more compelling, to motivate you to want to get to the next level or beat your opponent or do things, even if they're boring, even if they're frustrating. So what I do is I take those tools and elements that are built into games and put them into non-game settings. So specifically for me, I work on things that I know well. So courses, memberships, launches, things like that. And I gamify them. So add in game elements to get better results for those businesses and for their customers. And I think we all do a bit of gamification without even knowing we're doing it. Like I've been doing challenge launches for years and and a challenge launch is gamification because you're rewarding people for doing more of the things that are going to make their business better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. hundred percent. So challenge launches are inherently gamified um, and people put in extra games without even realizing. So you give competitions in your challenges, right? Chances to win prizes. So on top of the the challenge itself, which is gamifying, you're adding in more game elements. So you're doing a lot of it without even noticing. Yeah, without knowing I'm doing it. I've always said that I've been trying to diet for as long as I can remember. You know, everyone's always trying to lose a few pounds. And I've always said, if there was something where you could win money if you lost the most amount of weight, I would be able to do it because it would be gamified and I like to win things. Like I'm a very competitive person. So somebody needs to start that up. But that's all the kind of gamification stuff, isn't it? It's about just adding in things for people to continue. Yeah. So, I mean, a good, I mean, fitness is a great one. You'll see loads and loads of fitness apps that are gamified. Couch to 5k is completely gamified. There's, there's an app. I haven't tried it yet. I really want to try it. I think it's called run zombies run. And it's, it's like couch to 5k. So it's like little tasks, little running tasks, but there's a zombie story. So you're essentially, you've got it in your headphones. You're basically running away from zombies in this storyline whilst Running. I love that. That would make me do it. <laughs> right? It's fun. It's different. And it, I mean, running's boring. It's hard work. And, you know, nobody wants to do it. Well, some people want to do it, but. Only crazy people. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, adding a little bit of game elements in that case, narrative, so the storyline, achievements, getting to the end of the task, things like that can make a big difference to your results. Now, I've heard about a dark side to gamification, you know, people not, and I think actually that you get this with all elements of anything that you use in business. You know, you look at NLP, there's NLP can do great things, or you can use it to make people buy from you in, in dodgy ways. And I think that's the same with everything. Would you say that's the case for gamification? 
it's interesting because some people do think because gamification is all about figuring out what motivates people and then basically pulling def- different levers to get them to do those things, that it could be considered to be manipulative. Now, the main thing to consider is whether or not you've got consent. So if somebody joins your course in order to learn something and you're using gamification to help them learn that thing, then it's not evil. If you But if you do use gamification to get them to do something they don't want to do, then you could consider it to be evil. I'll give you an example of a company, and I'm going to try really hard to not say their name. So if you (laughs) see the name, please do bleep it out. It's it's, it's a controversial one. It's a, let's say it's a taxi service app, and they gamify their drivers to drive more hours in very interesting ways. So they do something whereby, and you might see this now when you're in their taxis, on their phone in front of them, before they finish their fare, the next fare will pop up and it will say, if you take this fare, you will get to your next target of 25 pounds, which is fine, right? But the next thing it'll do is before they've even got to that bit or before they've got to the end of that fare, they'll put in a new target. So if you just take one more fare, you'll get to... 15% higher than you did yesterday, things like that. Now, this is called a ludic loop. It's something where you are constantly getting to, trying to get to a goal that never actually happens. So it's moving those goalposts all of the time. That company does other things as well. So it gives their drivers um, badges, things like um, badges for excellent customer service and things like that. And I've read at least one case study where a driver was basically making no money whatsoever, but was really, really happy in the job because they had all of these badges and titles and things. Now, you could say from the company's perspective that all they're doing is motivating their drivers to do what they want to do anyway. But you could say that, you know, as long as there are limits to that, because obviously if you're driving for too many hours, yeah, you get yeah, tired, you can cause accidents, that can be bad. But if there's limits, if they say, oh, I'm only ever going to motivate them to do up to a certain amount of time, then that's fine. But again, there in comes the question of consent. The kinds of people who take, take these kinds of jobs tend to need the money. So, you know, they're more likely to take the things, even if it's detrimental to their health, yeah. than not. So I don't know, because I don't work for that company, whether or not there is consent. I don't know whether when they sign up for that job, they get the option to opt in or opt out of the gamification. And consent is the word here. Now, there's loads of examples of this. I mean, quick Google of like gamification for evil. In fact, I did a live about this on my Facebook page. If I put gamification for evil in Google, will stuff come up? Yeah. I'm going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Or just like watch my live video. I did. I talked about that example and two other big companies which you'll know of, only I was stupid enough to say their name is on my own personal life. I might have to take that down. (laughs) But, you know, it's quite common that companies try and do it because they think it's good for them and they think it's good for their employees. But most of the time, it's controversial because of the question of consent. And so when we're doing it for business, we've got consent because people sign up for a challenge. They know that there's going to be things that they need to do. So I presume it's okay for things like that. Yeah. And I think as well, there's also levels within that. So you can add some gamification that's for everybody and you can add others that people can opt into and opt out of. Another thing that's really important in gamification is autonomy. So the the option of choice. People like to feel like they're in control of their learning. People like to feel like they're in, in control of what what's happening to them in their businesses and if you give them that choice that's even more consent on top of of the inherent consent of just signing up yeah 
So what are some other ways that we can use gamification in our business? Oh my gosh, there's so many ways. Are there? <laughs> it fascinates me. It is something I'm really interested in. So I think the first thing to consider is, is what is and what isn't working for me in my business because gamification can be used to motivate yourself, to motivate your employees, to motivate your audience, to motivate your students. And think about whether or not you want to add in something that's a bit more fun or a bit more interesting to motivate them to do those things. Um, I think a lot of people and a lot of people come to me and they say, oh, I want to make my course more fun. I want to make my membership more fun. And whilst that's a great outcome, it's not a business objective. So really think like, do I want to get what do I want to reduce attrition rates of attrition in my membership? So reduce the amount of people who are leaving my membership each month. Do I want to increase the amount of engagement in my free challenges? Do I want to increase in, in conversion rates to my course? What is the objective? And then you gamify from there. So you can add in all sorts of things, like things that you probably already know about, but aren't maybe putting in as much thought as you as you would consider like yeah. competitions or um adding a progress bar into a course there's loads of little things you can do to gamify stuff yeah I was thinking recently about and I thought about it and then thought this is gonna be a lot of hassle but maybe one day I'll just bring you in to do it. <laughs> I was thinking about in my membership having like houses so and then if people watch the trainings, because we can see who's watched the trainings, if they watch a training, they get a point for their house. And then at the end of the year, whoever's got the most points wins. And I suppose that's like gamification because you I want them to get the best out of the membership. And if they don't watch the training, then they don't get the best out of the membership. And this might make them do it. Yeah, so there's, there is that, but there'll be people who've joined your membership not to do the training. There'll yeah. be people who've joined your membership because they want to network with the other people in your membership. There'll be people who have joined the uh, joined the membership because they want to learn how you run a membership. There'll be people who are in there for all sorts of different reasons. So a big part of gamification is trying to figure out what all those reasons are and then putting things into your membership for those people. So, you know, you guys, you host networking events, right? Yeah. So that's really good for the people who are in there to network. And those people are probably never going to complete the training because that's not why they're there. That's true. And like the... The point system that you're talking about with houses and stuff, you could add on top of that once a, every six months, maybe an inter-house challenge. So it's specifically getting them to do something that will benefit them and their businesses by working together in houses. So then they feel more loyalty to your to your membership. They want to stay in. They work harder in their teams. And rather than just having these points, which might not mean something to people who, who aren't interested in the points, they have that connectedness and it's a bit more fun. It's a bit more interesting. Yeah. Oh, I love this. There's so much you can do, isn't there, when you start thinking about it and it's really beneficial for your business. Are there any stats on like how well these things work? OK, so I'll give you a stat, some stats from the last couple of challenges that I ran. So I used to train in Instagram and we ran the last two challenges. I gamified the last one as much as I possibly could <laughs> so that I could have some stats to compare the last two. Um, and the difference in conversion rate. So from people buying the course after the challenge the first one was a 1.1% conversion rate which was kind of around my average and then the one that I had gamified had a 2.9% conversion wow. rate well you say well most people they're like oh, that doesn't sound like much but it's an increase of 162% which when your course is 1500 pounds that's a lot of financial value yeah, it is and, and it means that if you have a really high percent like I have a 14 percent conversion rate you know if I 162 percented that yeah that's massive you know it's huge so I can really see why this is worthwhile and I think more and more people are going to get into 
gamification now that they're starting to understand more how they can use it. And I love that you've now got this platform where you're talking about it because I don't think that anyone really was talking about it well before. Yeah, it's it's a tough one because, you know, it has been around for 20 years, but it seems to have been mostly clung on to by academics or gamers. So there's not really anybody that's talking about it from a more... I, I don't know, day-to-day business person perspective in a way that people can understand. Yeah. It's, it's part of our day-to-day lives. You know, everybody that, you know, if you're listening to this afterwards, you'll you'll be like, gosh, every, I, I see it everywhere now. Everything's gamified. It totally is. Like every app that you come across, loads of marketing, everything that you see is gamified. It's and- why my kids can't get a fortnight. <laughs> Like, there's always like another badge to get or another something to get or another avatar or to earn some V-Bucks or all of these things so they can never leave. They're designed to be addictive. That's exactly it. And I think that's why so many people think gamification is manipulation because they see in the, in the newspapers that games are addictive. But if you take those things and apply them in a good way, it can help your audience to get better results and it can help you to get better results, which is win-win, which is what I'm all about, ethical gamification for the win. I like that ethical gamification, ethical everything. I'm glad that there is a way to do ethical gamification. So what's next for you? How are you going to help people with this? Have you got courses coming out? What's happening? So we are in the middle of uh, beta testing a mini course at the moment to see, well, we're just trialing new things all the time. This is the great thing about gamification is everything I do, I can trial new stuff. It's so exciting, but we are going to bring out a series of courses. So on our website, we have given people the opportunity to kind of vote for the courses that they want and we'll bring out the ones that make the most sense. Even that's gamification. Yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. I love it. But we are going to be opening a free group as well. So it's called the business game and it's going to be gamified from start to finish. So it's not going to be like other free Facebook groups where you go in and people just talk at you all the time, which I am guilty of having done in the past. It's going to be gamified. It's going to be very different. So even if you're interested in this from a like, how could I do it myself perspective, you should join that group. But it's going to be specifically for people who want to gamify courses, launches, challenges, memberships, things like that. Amazing. When you're opening that. You'll have to wait and see. We're still oh. building a few things in the background, but this Exciting. sometime this year. Oh, amazing. And if people just want to come and hang out with you now and see what you're up to and follow your journey, where's the best place to do that? Probably on Instagram or Facebook. We're at Kimber Digital anywhere. So anywhere yeah. that you... At Kimber Digital. We'll put that in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for coming on. I mean, I could talk about gamification all day. It's one of those things that as soon as my head starts in, I'm like, oh, we can do this, we can do this, we can do this. I just want to do all the things. (laughs) But it's great that there's an expert on it now. Thank you guys for listening. And you do go and check out Kimber's Instagram because there's a lot going to be going on on there this year. And I will see you next week for another episode and have an amazing day, whatever it is that you're doing. Thank you for listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson. If you'd like to get hold of my guide to launching, go to lisajohnson.com forward slash launch and let's get you making money online.